And I love that you said that, Christabel, because we don't have to be the same to be family and to love one another and support one another and respect each other. We don't have to be the same. Welcome to another edition of The Cypher, the podcast where you'll hear from Black creators around the world who are leaning into their cultures to produce work that in turn creates space for all of us. I'm your host, Christabel Nsiabwadi. Did you know why island girls rock? And when I say island girls, I mean specifically women from the Caribbean. Well, if not, you're going to find out through my conversation with today's guest, Chantal Miller. Chantal has a background in filmmaking and broadcast journalism, and she's applied all of this to create the organization Island Girls Rock. It's a platform where Caribbean women are represented beyond the expected norm, and we'll get into that in the conversation. You'll certainly hear all about that. She also had a podcast of the same name, and on it, she spoke to women who epitomized creativity, entrepreneurship, and the experiences of this colorful community. And as a digital storyteller and creative, her workshops and events create collaborative opportunities and connections for women of the Caribbean and its diaspora. Chantal Miller, thank you for joining me today on The (laughs) Cypher. Thank you for having me. And I I need some, I need you to do my PR because, wow, I was like, who is she talking about? Oh, it's me. (laughs) I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. Thank you for having me. Where are you at? Where I'm in Nevis. Brat, I'm in Nevis. I'm doing my bogle. <laughs> you know, I moved back to the Caribbean in February, right? From where? From London. London yes, from town. London, London mm-hmm. town. I love London. After living there for 20 years, I mean, the, the short synopsis is I was actually born in the UK, but left when I was 11. And, and I was a northerner. I was born in Manchester, grew up in Leeds, and left when I was 11 for Nevis, which is my mother's um, home and my stepfather, basically father, my father's home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> Nevis, what can I no, say? Oh, oh, oh. But, okay, no, but I think, you know, returning, I purposely returned because I recognize that as much as I love London and love the UK in certain aspects, not in all, because nowhere is perfect anyway, um, it was damaging to me. And it was chipping away at my peace. Um, I, I found myself going against who I feel that I am, who I feel that I am. And I found myself going against that and getting caught up on achieve, 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 success, success, success. And, and, but based on other people's expectations. So whereas I am quite happy to chill and to take my time, you know, I think innately I embrace slow living even as a child, you know, I'm the child that could have been found underneath the dining table reading a book. You know, Mm. that was, that was my joy. You know, my mom would take me to ballet, then drop me off at the bookstore go and do her shopping and find me at the back of the bookstore, sitting down, having finished three or four books, you know? Wow. And mm-hmm. those are my Saturdays and I'm good with that. I'm also good with carnival. I'm walking up and <laughs> getting on bad. I am absolutely, because I recognize that as a, a cathartic release, especially yes. as a black woman, you know, and a black woman living in the UK, you know, my release is found at carnival. I feel so much lighter 
You know, yes. it's that waist movement, which is mm-hmm. connected to our wombs. And it's all of these things that are interconnected and which is carnival, which is a release. So as much as I like calm and peace, I do like to get down there too. You know, because we're not a monolith, you know, and no. layers, layers, layers. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, peace and rest and calm. You know, my nervous system reacts reacts to chaos. It reacts to microaggressions. And, you know, Oof. living in the UK, the minute you leave the sanctity of your home, it's like, it's whoosh, just bash, whoosh, bash, uh, uh. And you're like, why are my shoulders up here? And why is my brow furrowed? And I'm just on the tube. What's happening? Child. Right. <laughs> Haven't even started the day and I'm still there. Exactly. Which is why it's they like, keep on saying, yeah. why, why do you look so mad, love? It's all right. It's not that bad. And I remember growing up as a kid being like, mm. no, it is. It, is. No, it, it is. is as bad as you think it is. It really is. So all of that that you talked about, mm. I also get the sense that that is what undergirds Island Girls Rock. Yep. So can you tell us why did you yeah. create it? Like what's the what was the Ooh. the kernel that go, oh, this is what I this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, the origin story. You know, yes. I moved back to the UK twenty years ago. Yeah, so I was twenty nine. I was twenty nine, mm-hmm. having lived between Nevis and New York for most of my young adult life at that point. And I started to seek out my community mm. and couldn't find us. I was really hmm. confused. I'm like, what's going on? I was like, okay, black British, nice. Yeah, this is great, <laughs> which it is. But I don't really identify with that, you know? Mm. And so I was finishing up a degree at the time and we needed to have for our final year an internship. And I'm like, well, I need to somehow connect to someone who is of Caribbean heritage, who is embedded in the community. And someone recommended Martin Jay. And they're like, he has this amazing show, The Caribbean Affair, at the time on Choice FM. Um, (laughs) And, you know, for you youngins, yeah. Oh, no, I remember that. Go Google it. (laughs) Google it. Google it. Google is your friend. And I just randomly reached out to him and said, hey, I'm doing a degree, film and media, la, 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 la. And I really want to intern with you. And he was like, sure. I mean, he replied to my email in 0.30 seconds. I was like, whoa. Okay. He's like, when can you start? This is what we'll do. And I literally helped to produce the Caribbean Affair. And that is how I found my community. And, you know, so that was great. And Martin J, an amazing, you know, on-air personality, uh, someone who flies the flag culturally for the Caribbean. And especially as a small islander, his origin mm-hmm. is Dominica and not the Dominican Republic. Dominica, to be clear. the yes. island, just to clarify that, guys, okay, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and because of Martin J, I then ended up connecting with other tribes within the community. And, you know, I would, as I said, still seeking out, you know, where the blackness at, you know, ended up hanging out in Brixton quite a bit, went to an exhibition. And I think this may have been the starting point. I went to an exhibition at the VNA on Black British fashion, hmm. right? And I was like, yay, amazing. And this is way back away. I think it might have been 2003 or four. And right. I was so excited and I was enjoying the exhibition. Absolutely. You know, where our style comes from, the influences, da, da, da. I was like, oh, yeah, man. And going from room to room. And I was like, wait, so you're only talking about our African heritage and predominantly Ghanaian and Nigerian. So not even the whole continent, but 
Two countries. Two countries. West Africa. Yes. Yeah. But what about Jamaica as an influence and style? What about Trinidad, Barbados, Guyana, Grenada? There was nothing to do with the Caribbean. And I was aghast. How was I wit? So this represents Black British style. But really, it's not. You're speaking about Black British not even style. Black African. No. Black West African and not yeah, even that black and not even and Nigerian, and Nigerian which of course I appreciate it was wonderful two of my friends were actually featured in the exhibition so there was all of that you know but yet I, I left that ac- exhibition feeling lacking I remember mm. at the time I was working at a PR agency um, it was then called the communication store but I think they've rebranded since and I was speaking to the one of the co-founders and Julieta Dexter. And she was like, well, Chantal, why don't you do something about it? Mm. I was like, huh? She said, you know, you're always, you know, writing up about these events and doing this and doing that. But why don't you do something about it? She's like, why don't you become the voice? Why don't you do it? Why don't you tell the stories? Mm. I was like, but, uh, mm. and I thought, oh, okay. She has a point. <laughs> she has a point. And then one year I came home um, for a break. It was 2014. And <laughs> I was watching the Black Girls Rock Awards. Right. And I was like, oh, or, or something. It was televised. Something that was televised. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross might have been hosting. And I love her. And right. I was like, this is great. But yeah, Black Girls Rock, absolutely 100%. But black girls are so many things. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. what about black Caribbean girls? Because at that point, we hardly ever got mentioned, spotlighted, big ups. You know, it was all just lumped into this black. Black. Which is what wonderful. Is black? But what is black? I was yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Island girls rock too, you know. I was like, oh, oh, oh hello. Island girls rock too. Island girls rock. Yes, we do. Mother Nature was like, okay, girl. So here, see what happened. So Dominica had a tropical storm, Erica. And Uh there was a group of young women in London just doing lots of like fundraising or supporting people that were doing fundraising. Mm. And I said, hmm, let's see how I can help. So I just messaged them and said, hey, how can we help with the recovery? What what can I do to support you? You see? And she was <laughs> like, um, if you want to do an event, you know, we'd be happy to promote. I was like, all right, bet. Okay, I didn't say that, but I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 2022, so it's yeah, you know. So like, yeah, you know, exactly, all right, bet. Um, <laughs> And so I reached out to like a Dominican filmmaker, a Dominican spoken word artist, um, my friend Emma, whose Instagram handle is Dominican M's. What can I say? Reached out to Emma, you know, reached out to Martin J because he's Dominican. And I said, Mm. I want to have a beautiful brunch. I want to have a brunch and I want it to be about Dominican storytellers. And I want all the money to go to the relief effort for a tropical storm, Erica. And he was like, Shan, whatever you do, I will promote it. Not a problem. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got this brunch together. And for me, I'm very determined 
that we occupy spaces that are beautiful, that are accessible, predominantly mm-hmm. Caribbean owned, if at all possible. But mm-hmm. I also like to disrupt spaces as well. So where you wouldn't typically expect to find us, that's where I want to be. Because I want that I for that. us. I want that mm-hmm. luxury. I want that coolness. I want that hipness because we are all those things. And mm-hmm. so we had our first event. And at the time, Shoreditch was still kind of cool. So we had right. our brunch in Shoreditch on Brick Lane. And Amazing. it was, I, even when I think about it, it was sold out. We screened a filmmaker and she allowed us to screen something that she hadn't even properly released yet. Wow. Right? And her name, the filmmaker is Jaha Brown. She is a phenomenal okay. Dominican filmmaker, British Caribbean. She's also a wellness advocate and practitioner. She's absolutely amazing. So we screened her films. We had a spoken word artist, Mikel um, Latouche who is Dominican. We, I can't remember, there's so many other things. And then we just had this amazing food at the Canvas Cafe in Shoreditch. Mm. We raised money. We gave it over to Dominica. And at the time, I had printed off some T-shirts that said Island Girls Rock. So everyone who was helping were wearing these T-shirts. Why is it that people were like, "Um, where can we buy the T-shirts? Girl, I wasn't even ready. Still not ready. But yeah, so that was, and then people were like, okay, when's the next brunch? I'm like, hold up. <laughs> next brunch? Like, we just did this for Dominica. What do you mean? Yeah, they're like, no, 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 no. Exactly. This. Yes. And that is exactly what happened. Now, in this conversation that you're about to listen to, Chantelle and I talk about how Island Girls Rock responded to Britain's Windrush scandal, which came to prominence in 2018. The Windrush scandal refers to when Brits, mainly of Caribbean descent, were denied legal rights and, at times, healthcare. Some were even deported to nations that they no longer knew. These immigrants arrived in the UK right after World War II in 1948. Yep, that's over 70 years ago on a ship called the Empire Windrush. They came in response to the British government's call for people across the Commonwealth to help rebuild that nation after World War II. And those people went on to have British-born children and grandchildren. So that scandal had a huge impact on what that meant to be Black and British. And we kind of get into it in the conversation. You're, you're, you're picking up the call, right, mm-hmm. to, to make sure that Caribbean, the Caribbean community, or yeah, the Caribbean community is is held up and looked after. So mm. what happened with Windrush? Because that's something that it, it sticks, uh, the, the levels deep in which breath, I get upset, breath. because the, the African community was deeply impacted by it too. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, but it's a story that is seen as a primarily Caribbean one, mm. because even by virtue of the name Windrush, we're Windrush talking about is the, boat. Know, yeah. is the boat. From Jamaica though. But we use the term Windrush just to kind of represent all the other boats from all the other islands. But yeah, it was the first one. (laughs) So when it first broke um, in mainstream media, because, you know, we already knew um, about the fallout prior to that. There have been people in the legal world working to support our community. You know, this when it broke was not when it happened. Let's put it that way. 
mm, of course, uh-huh. right? And initially, we were kind of where people gravitated to for information. So we were making sure that we were researching and people were sending us information to share within the community. So using our social media to say, this is where you need to go. If this is your issue or if this is your issue, this is what's happening on this date at this time. And so this is what was happening. What then started to happen was that people were sending us their personal stories. People were emailing us. And I won't even get into the horror of some of the stories And we were like, what can we do? What can we do outside of, you know, what was being done? What, how can Island Girls Rock show up? And the first thing that happened was that they had this big um, gathering at the Houses of Parliament and we were invited to attend. And we decided, disruptors that we are, printed off the letters, some of the letters that we had been sent. And so when... You know, when they then throw it out to the audience, you know, does anyone have anything to say? We stood up and read the letters. Oh, my goodness. And people just started to cry. And it was like, yes, this is what's happening. These are the voices that you need to hear. What is happening? What are we doing? And so for us, it was about giving voice. And so that's what we did in that instance. And then, you know, we kept on, you know, we attended meetings so that we could share proper information and we kept on top of it. And then the following year, as happens, we were then invited to facilitate workshops for a Windrush Festival. And we Mm -hmm. decided that the workshops were going to be centered on wellness and intergenerational exchanges of stories to help with the healing process. Wow. So, cause for me, support is multifaceted. So yes, we need the financial help. Yes, we need the legal help. Yes, we need people with huge platforms to shout out, but we also need people who are pouring into the actual wind rushes and their families and to pour into them in beautiful and profound and nurturing ways. And so we took that opportunity to do just that. We had two workshops, one centered on photography as a means of telling stories. And Mm. we had people of different generations sit down and take portraits of one another whilst telling their stories. And let me tell you, that room, Christabel. Big fat tears, the tears, the tears. Yo, and you know, some of the younger generation just didn't know. What their own grannies. So you have their grannies sitting in front of them, telling them. Is this kind of facilitation something that you, is that what you're doing now? Have you taken that on and you're taking that? Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Island Girls Rock, we've had wellness days, you know, and which, again, unapologetically about supporting Island Girls and women. And so we ensured that all the facilitators were of Caribbean heritage, Mm -hmm. you know, Everything that we had, we had like a a coloring station where you could come and Serena Mantle is the artist and and we used her amazing artwork for that and her book, um, Women Plants Something. I've forgotten the title. Shame on me. But she was there. (laughs) We had Dion Elizabeth as a yoga facilitator, Marilyn Fontaine as she did a womb healing session, you know, and people were able to sign up for different workshops. We had... um, 
Sharon, Sharon Walters, um, an amazing artist. Um, and this was before what has now become synonymous with her work, her trademark. She's a collage artist. And so she had mm. a collaging workshop called, not When They See Us, that's Ava's film. Or <laughs> 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 Seeing Us. Um, and did a workshop around seeing ourselves, you know, represented in magazines and books and, and so forth through collaging. And so all of these workshops were happening. We had really nutrient-dense food from a Caribbean catering island girl company. She did juices mm. and quinoa and, and kind of refashioned what people would think or deem to be typical, you know, island food, but refashioned it to be really nutrient-dense because, you know, to be fair, we like fried food, we like flour. Let's be we real. We really do. I mean, come on, let's keep it real. I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real. <laughs> But, you know, and so all of that, we had um, a masseuse, we had a masseuse giving like massages during the, so you could just pop by, get a massage and float on over to your workshop. And at the end of that day, a little girl came up to us and, you know, as she was leaving with her mom and we said, did you have a good time? Did you, you know, did you enjoy yourself? Because we saw her, she was all about the place. She was at the coloring station. She attended some of the workshops. She was doing her thing. And she looked at us and she said, yes, I did. I had such a good time. So I think it was Anika asked her, you know, what was your favorite part? And she said, I loved, she said, I live in Oxford with my mommy and daddy. And I go to school and I'm the only brown girl. And I loved being here today because all the women sounded like mommy. Oh my God. And see us, these grown women, like, "Mm -hmm, yep trying not to burst out crying because if we needed evidence of the value and the need for the work that we do well there it is from the mouth of babes oh gosh yeah and and do you know what do you know what (laughs) you know what actually hurts the most is that you're telling this story about a child but it's a story that i relate to and i know you relate to Mm -hmm. because you grew up in the uk yes and we're still we're still there. We're still telling and hearing that story. So you needed you. Yeah. know someone and i'm gonna go off on a tangent someone mentioned pan-africanism right and i'm like you know what i believe there is pan-africanism and pan-caribbeanism because our experience our experience and we need to recognize our indigenous people right because people tend to think that the history of the caribbean started with the slave trade when we were here before There were people here living their best lives, living their best lives until the ship started to come in, discovered us, then went back, enslaved our brothers and sisters and brought them down to the islands. So there is room for both. And you can identify with both. And I you mean, should, I certainly we're do. not all one thing. Exactly. Yeah, we're not all one thing. Exactly. You know, but I think that goes back to... Um, that goes back to what I'm talking about, uh, about being black and British, right? Mm. My heritage is, is African. 
I'm Ghanaian, right? Yeah. But as a person who was born in the UK, I'm influenced by the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So people have said to me, you're very diasporic. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Uh-huh. Because I grew up in London. Exactly. And people that, I, people that I consider to be family members are from the Caribbean. Yep. I don't think we're the same. But they're family members. I love members. that you said that, Christabel, because we don't have to be the same to be family and to love one another and support no. one another and no. respect each other. We don't have to be the same. We are sadly running out of time, but I want right. to ask what is next for you and what is next for mm. Island Girls Rock? What can we expect and how can we support? Well, actually, funnily enough, <laughs> for Island Girls Rock, um, we are going to be creating a lot more content, a lot more original content. It's always been my dream to do so. I'm going to be refashioning some of the stuff that I did for Shanti Media to make it very mm-hmm. Island Girls Rock specific. Um, mm-hmm. Season two of the podcast. Um, you know, our big dream is to start to have Island Girls Rock summits all over the world where we have like a weekend filled with Island Girls Rock magic, you know, and have, you know, Susan, what is Susan's name from This Is Us? Is it Susan Kalechi? Oh, Kalechi Watson, Susan Kalechi Yes, that's her. She is Jamaican heritage. When she had that episode called Island Girl, I almost fell off my chair. I'm like, stop it, stop Uh it, stop it. You know, I want Susan at the first Island Girls Rock Summit. I want her on the podcast. You know, immediately. Did you hear that, Susan? Susan, hey, girl. she's listening. Hey, girl, hey, she'll listen. Hey, immediately we're going to be um, going into season two of our book club. Let's get lit. Love um, it. And we'll be announcing the new book. Yeah, so we've got stuff bubbling. You know, eventually we want to have Island Girls Rock brand ambassadors on each island and in different cities who kind of take ownership on ensuring that we are up to date with the stories of that specific island. So whether it's, you know, politics or finance or creative, you know, so we'll have someone there doing monthly updates and just holding space in that way on that particular island. So we have all of these wonderful things that are slowly coming together. We have a merch drop in the next two weeks. So you know, looking forward to that. <laughs> so lots <laughs> bubbling, but still taking into consideration that our team, we're made up of people who have job jobs as well. Not that this isn't a job. This is our passion, which, you know, the dream is to then be able to say bye bye to the nine to mm-hmm. fives. But the work that our team members do, I mean, they're project managers, psychologists, teachers, designers, like mm. They're phenomenal women within themselves. I mean, I could do a podcast on each of the team members and people mm. would be blown away. But listen, Chantel, that was yes. a word. <laughs> and thank you. Thank Trust you me, I, need, I needed to hear that. Thank oh you. my gosh. I, I needed to hear a lot of what you said, but I was also just okay. so excited to, you know, like break bread with you, yes. honestly, and then hear Been about all of the it. wonderful things. So, <laughs> so much. Chantelle Miller, the founder of the platform Island Girls Rock. You are a change maker. You are changing people's oh, lives. You are helping people. Okay, mm. now, you, now you make me want to cry. So obviously someone's cutting onions in the kitchen. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Chantelle Miller. She's the founder of the podcast and creative platform, Island Girls Rock. You can follow Chantelle Miller on Instagram at Chantelle, C-H-A-N-T-A-L underscore Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A underscore Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R underscore and Island Girls Rock at I-G-R underscore love and don't forget to like and subscribe to the cypher podcast wherever you listen to this show and follow us on ig to find out what i and the rest of the team is up to and you can sign up for our newsletter too go to our website it's the dash cypher c-i-p-h-e-r.com the cypher is a my lens media production Mo Poplar is our sound designer. The Cypher production team includes Cerise Small, Larissa Witcher, and our production assistant, Aviana Kimani. I'm Christabel Insia Body. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.